Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Last week, we started a series called In Motion. It's more than a series. It's really our phrase that we're really going by this year. We said that anything that the enemy stolen or put on pause in 2020, God is putting it in motion in 2021. And we didn't really believe and truly believe that all the things that the craziness that happened in 2020, that God is going to do something new, a fresh new thing in us, in our life, in our finances. And we believe that everything that the enemy stolen in 2020, in 2020 is in motion in 2021. And we, we truly believe that. And we talked about how the enemy was trying to steal these things, but God is in motion in this year. See, and last week we also talked about that we, we have no time to waste, church. We have no time to waste. We are in the last days. We're in the last days. Look all the stuff that's happening in our world. Look what happened this past week in our nation. We are in the last days. And, and we, we know that in this last days, God is not looking for a, a church that is on stop. Matter of fact, God is looking for a church in motion that is doing things, that is going out to their community. We need people to rise up, a church to rise up, to not be stalled how we, you, how we were in 2020. Listen, I love the online experience and everything. We, we love that and we're doing our online experience. But there's something, something different about getting together. Getting together and, and, you know, the enemy wanted to put that on pause. But God is putting it in motion today. And we know that we're in the last days. Look at our nation. Look at our world. Look at our lives. God's not calling for us to be stagnant, complacent. He needs us to be in motion. And that's what we're here to do. We're not here. We're here at Axios Church. Our mission is this, is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. That's our mission. God has gifted us and give us this purpose in, our, in us. There's so many great churches here in Lakeland, and they have so many great missions that God gave them. But here at Axios, our mission is that, is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. And the first thing about that is point people to Jesus. It ain't about a church. It ain't about me. If you're looking at me to solve your issues, you're messed up because I have issues myself. But when we point people to Jesus, there's something different about that. So God is not looking for a church to be stuck, stagnant, complacent. He's looking at church in motion. But today, we're going to talk about, last week we talked about, I don't know why God is speaking me through road signs, um, but he is. I don't know why. But last week we talked about the merge sign, the merge and the add to lane sign. Last week we said, do not merge your 2020 into your 2021. Because God is opening a new lane. He's doing a new thing. And once we merge these things, we said a phrase like this. You must stay in your lane. You must stay in your lane. If you didn't watch that message, go back and watch it when you get home. We said staying in your lane matters because God is opening a new lane, a fresh start for you. But when you start merging lanes, you go into old things and old habits, and you're finding yourself, why is my 2020 going crazy? Because you merge when God has said it to stay. In your lane. But today God gave me another road sign. I don't know why, but we are going to be talking about this concept of understanding this, that in, in, in this motion in life, 
in the motion that God has for us, all, it, 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 there's not always going to be fast acceleration in this motion. There's not going to be go, go, go. See, matter of fact, in times, there's going to, God is going to tell us to stop. God is going to tell us to pause. You know, we want this whole concept. God, you give me the promise. You give me a mission. You give me this, this um, goal in life. And what do we do? We just go after it. It doesn't matter who's in the way. It doesn't matter what we got to do. We just empty our bank account and we just go after it. And that's great to have ambition. But what happens when God tells us just to stop? When God tells us to stop, what happens when we're, if we didn't have a stop sign when you're driving? Let's just talk about road 101 here, okay? If you're just driving down the road and there's no stop sign, eventually something's going to happen. You're going to run into somebody. Somebody's going to run into you because the stop matters. The stop matters. It, 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 when we're stopped, it, it, it gets us in a position to not get hit with the oncoming traffic that is on the way. See, the thing is, let's talk about the definition of a stop sign because we need that in this thing because... We just need it. The definition of a stop sign, a stop sign is a regulation, a regulation sign designed to let drivers know that you must come to a complete stop. Okay. And then the drivers must stop at the line or crossway intersection wherever they encounter it first. The driver must yield to the right of pedestrians and, and an approaching vehicle. And then it says this, the driver should only proceed when it's safe to go. When it's safe to go. What happens when God tells us to stop, but he also declares motion in our life? See, the whole concept about our year is in motion. We need to go. God is opening a new thing, and that's great. But what happens when God tells us to be in motion, but then also stop? See, that's the frustrating part in life. It doesn't make sense. Stopping and going does not make sense, but in this world, in this thing that we talk about, living for Christ, sometimes God is in motion, but he tells us to stop. What happens, what if, motion, what if stop is really a part of the motion? What happens when we stop? The stop is really one thing that needs to get us into the motion that we need. Because here's the thing, there's a tendency that our attention is always taken in life. We're always consumed by what I can have and how I can get it. Who can I connect with? How can I impress this person? How to set these goals? Making the right choices, making the wrong ones. We're all consumed of the going and the going. God is telling us in the pursuit of the going, it's time to stop. It's so frustrating. It's frustrating when God tells us to just stop because in the culture that we live in, it's all about the go. You go to McDonald's? I haven't been to McDonald's. Travis is around there. I didn't. I've been working out. All right. <laughs> go to McDonald's. They want you to go real quick. Well, let's not talk about it. Chick-fil-A. The south side Chick-fil-A. North side Chick-fil-A. The devil. Um. <laughs> Southside Chick-fil-A, you go in, you go, you're there for like 20 seconds and you're eating Chick-fil-A because it's all about the go, 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 go. Then go to Burger King, you're there for two hours, all right? You're dude there for two because we always, and we get so frustrated when we're in, the, when we're in line. We went to Disney yesterday, me and my, because my daughter's birthday, and we went to Disney, and it, I love Disney when it's quarantine and, and everything, because nobody's there, all right? So, uh, you know, and it's so good, but usually in Disney, you have to just wait. 
You're anticipating to go on a ride. You're anticipating to go on something, and you just wait. And what happens when you wait about two, two, 30 minutes, 40 minutes? You get frustrated, right? You're like, oh, whatever. But then when you're on the ride, you're like, ah! We hate waiting. We hate waiting. But maybe the stop is not a bad thing in life. Maybe the stop that God has for us is a protection for the motion that he wants us to be in. Maybe he's protecting us from things that we don't even see. And he just says, hey, stop right there. Just wait right there. What if the thing that you are cursing in the stop, God is really protecting you for the go? We have to understand in life, there's moments of acceleration, but then there's moments of seasons of stop. And both are healthy and both are needed for your growth in Christ. But one we love. Let's get there and get there now. And one we hate. But to be honest with you, you grow more in the stop sometimes than you grow in the acceleration. But we curse the stop because we feel like we're not moving. So we need to learn something about this stopping season in our life. Let's say it like this. The stop is not stalling the vision but the stop is prepping for the vision to come. See, the stop is not stalling the vision. You're like, God, why am I here? God, why? We ask the question, why? God, why do I feel so stuck? God, why am I stuck in this job? Maybe God is preparing you for something else, but he, sometimes he won't prepare you if you can't be faithful in the now. See, maybe God is, has this for us to have this stopping season to prepare us for the season. There's no wasted season in the stop. The prep, we were cursing our stopping season, but God is telling us to work through it because if we truly believe what Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, and it says like this, and I know that all things God works for those are good, for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. If we truly believe that, we know that in the seasons of acceleration and in the seasons of stop that God is still in control. If we truly believe what the Bible says and we stand that on that verse, we truly believe that when God is doing so many great things and pouring his blessings on, but when we feel like God is not, it's still working all together for my good. We have to know that God is doing it. See, here in the book of Samuel, we see David. We're going to talk about David today and how his life was all about the stop. One thing I hate is one of my pet peeves is when somebody tells me to hurry up, hurry up, but then you hurry up and then you have to wait. You know what I'm talking about? Like, hurry up, hurry up, we're going to be late. But then I get, I get ready and I'm all, you know, my hair's all messed up and everything. And then they're like, okay, wait, I got to do my, I got to do my hair makeup. I got to do you know, whatever. It's a hurry up and wait. I hate it. Or how about people that have kids? When you get set, re ready and everything and you're just going and going and going and then your kid decides just to eat a yogurt at that moment and it's like yogurt everywhere. There's blood scenes all over the place. And you're like, I got to get to church. <laughs> Hurry up and wait. And we see David transitioning in his life and we see this, you know, uh, David, the youngest of his brothers, tending to his father's sheep. Here's a side note. The, you need to write this down if you're taking notes. The faithfulness of the now will set us up for the blessings of the future. The faithfulness of now will set us up for the blessings of the future. Because we see David being faithful to sheep when others hated that position. Others hated that job. 
See, but then when a lion came and a bear came, he killed it in protecting what he was tending to. See, sometimes we're so focused about what we're tending to, we're not protecting the people around us. See, God has told us to, he God said, David, your, your job in this season is to tend to these dumb, stinky sheep. In the pastures, all alone, no spotlight, no one looking, nobody saying, boy, David. No one's saying, hey, David, you got that promotion. Good job, David. Nobody's saying, David, you know what? You're doing a great job. Here's a, here's a bonus. No, David was all by himself in a season with things that he, that other people will probably hate, but he was faithful to it. See, when you're faithful in the small things, God is going to reward you with, with the great things because then a lion came. Because here's, this is what happened with David. When a lion and a bear came to, to get to the sheep, to eat the sheep, David killed the lion and the bear. I don't know about you. If I see lion, Mufasa coming after me, I'm not like, okay, my life, sheep. Take the sheep. But then when the bear comes, and I'm like, take the sheep. That's what we do. But he was faithful with what he was tending to because he knew that the faithfulness was going to put him in positions of more in his life. See, in the season of the sheep, he's all, that's all he had. And to be honest with you, if David only had the sheep, I truly believe that he would still be faithful to those sheep. See, but God has called David for more. He actually called David a man after his own heart. In, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, we see God, um, you know, was upset with the king of that day, whose name was Saul. And God sent a prophet, um, Samuel, to the house of Jesse because through his house was going to be the, uh, the king of Israel come forth. And we see here um, that, you know, Samuel went through all his brothers and said, no, no, oh, you look good. God, no, no. And he said no to all of them. And then Samuel said, is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? And they said, well, there's David. There's David. His, even his own family didn't even see the worth in him. See, some of us are so worried about getting approval of others that they will never approve you. All you need to know is about God approves you and he sees your heart. He sees your faithfulness. He sees the, those times when, you, when no one's looking and you're still praying. That's what he says. He said, man after my own heart. They had to go get David in the, the, the pasture with the sheep. And this is not in the Bible, but I, I'm, I'm not going to add it, you know. But knowing the person David was, I, I, I could probably think that David was like, hey, this is my job. I need somebody to watch the sheep so then I can go. I, some people are missing it because he's, I really believe that David still was tending to what the season he was in. But he didn't know around the corner God was going to bless him with more. See, we have to understand that even though God, we don't like some of the seasons that we're in, if we're still faithful, if we're still prepared, it doesn't, you don't know what God has on the other side, but what happens? We complain and we gossip and we throw people under the bus and we curse the season that we're in. Maybe the season that you're in that you're cursing is a season that's going to catapult you, but you're holding yourself hostage because you can't 
Be quiet. See, David was faithful in the season that he was in, but didn't know the blessing that was coming. But on the other side, the, on the other side, David was there and he was faithful what God was doing in his life. Today, I'm here to tell you that preparation you do in this season of the stop will elevate you for the blessings of tomorrow. Preparation is key. Preparation is key. See, I got three points for you. And the first point is this. Preparation primes us for battle. Preparation primes us for battle. For the, from the moment of David got anointing of being king as a young, as a young boy, he had a stop in the midst of all that before he obtained the promise. See, David didn't know that he had to go through a giant before he took the kingship. See, we have to understand that there's going to be fights that we have to fight in the midst of this season in our life. If you don't think that, if you think you're going to obtain the promise that God has for you right away without a fight, you are mistaken. Just because a promise is given, just because a, a, a calling is given, doesn't mean you need to have it now. Doesn't mean you need to obtain it now. You, maybe you're not ready, but sometimes God does that. He says, hey, uh, you know, uh, I have something for you. And then some of us are like, okay, where is it at? I need it now. But God is saying, hey, I have something for you. But wait. That's frustrating. Then don't tell me. Let's just be honest. Don't tell me then. Don't talk to me. If you're not going to give it to me now, don't tell me. But he does that for us to prepare ourselves for what is to come. But what do we do? We don't get it now. And we're like, well, God, you lied. God, you're not faithful. Well, I'm not going to go to church that day. I'm not going to give that day. I'm not going to. I'm not going to serve that day because if I don't have, if I don't have my blessing now, and we become childish. But here's the thing: when David, when nobody was looking around, and David was with the sheep, he fought a lion. He fought a bear. He wrote songs and praises to God. He found confidence in God. He found his acceptance in God. And he probably worked a little slingshot um, skills that he didn't even know that the slingshot was going to kill the giant that he was going to obtain. You have to understand that the tools that you have in your hands might be the thing that's going to fight your battles later on. So I'm telling you that that fasting doesn't matter. That prayer does matter. That scripture reading does matter. That going to that small group does matter. That um, Sunday attendance does matter. That forgiveness does matter. That giving does matter because it can be the tool that can fight your battles on the other side of your faithfulness. On the other side, the tiny faithfulness of the now will give us the victory for the future battles to come. Romans chapter 8 verse 18 says, consider that our present sufferings are not, are not worth comparing to the glory that is going to be re revealed in us. The things that we're dealing now, it's good. They're so much better. There's a better tomorrow. The best is yet to come, but we have to understand that we have to be faithful in the now. So God is going to bless us for the more. Stay faithful in the now and be ready. Here's the thing. Stay faithful in the now, but being ready for the battle. Be, being faithful for the now, but being ready for the battle. Because all 
David's dad, Jesse, he sent David out to the, to the, to the battlefield to see his brothers to send a, a sandwich. He, he'd send, he was like the first DoorDash. Hey, send some Panera out there. He said, your brothers are hungry. Take them a sandwich. Good. Here's the thing. David was supposed to send a sandwich, but he didn't really know he was going to fight a giant. His, his purpose in the natural was just to send a sandwich. But his purpose in the spiritual was to fight the giant. We have to be ready for both. We have to be ready to be faithful to take the sandwich, but then being bold enough to sling the sling and knock the giant down. We have to be ready for both at all times. We have to be ready because you don't know when the giant was going to come. David didn't wake up that day and say, hey, on his Instagram, Facebook, I'm killing a giant today. He didn't wake up like, oh, giants. Not the New York Giants, they, they're horrible. Um, you're, not, you're never going to know when a giant's going to rise up in your life. But you know when you're faithful in the season that you're in now that you're ready to battle him anytime. Because you have the boldness. You have God's word. You're prepared for this. The preparation of now, even though you don't know, you have to be faithful because you don't know when the giant's going to rise. And when the giant rises, you have the boldness to stand up and say, others might fall. Others might not have the boldness, but I can stand firm in what God has for me. I know who I am. When the lion and the bear went, I, dared, I was there to defeat them. And I wrote these things. He wrote the most beautiful songs. The book of Psalms, most of them is written by David. We have to be faithful in the preparation of the now. Number two, preparation gives us the faith to trust all the way through. I truly believe that some Christians have never entered into the season that God has for them because they didn't follow it all the way through. They didn't follow it all the way through. They, they stalled their blessing. And I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. We're human, right? No more robots here, okay? We're human. We make some dumb decisions sometimes. Like, like we, we're selfish at times. And if, if you're not understanding your own humanity, you're oblivious to what's around you. Like, you have to sometimes be like, yeah, that was dumb, Eric. <laughs> that, that, was a, uh, that was a dumb thought. You shouldn't probably spoke that way. But you know when pride sits in your life? It's when everybody else is the issue and you're not. Well, they hurt me. Well, you, you know, I, I, I'm, I go to church, but, you know, they, they just don't, they don't look at me. They don't, they don't accept me. They, they don't do this. They don't do You're blocking your blessing. You're blocking yourself from really having God work in your life because you can't, even get, you can't even get over you. So how is God going to let you lead when you can't even lead yourself? I might be too real, and some of the new guests are like, this is my last day here at Axios Church. But that's fine. Here at Axios, we, 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 do, we do the truth in love and in grace. And here's grace. God loves you, but guess what? Get out of the way. Get out of the way. 
Because God wants to do a new thing in you. He's opened that lane for you. We have to prepare. The thing is, we want to obtain the blessing, but never prepare. Never prepare, but that, it doesn't work that way. That way. See, God sometimes will put you, whew, sometimes God will put you in a position to see a glimpse of your promise, but never attain it. Sometimes God will, will put, uh, put you in a position to see a glimpse of the purpose and learn, and learn how to lead later on. Because here's the thing. David was anointed king, but Saul still had the position. What happens when you're supposed to be the one, but God tells you to learn? Me? I'll be like, Saul, get out of the way, anointed, look at the oil coming down, you know. <laughs> you saw you, you done. You, you had your chance. You had your chance. But let's not, let's not see what David learned something. See, David was prepared to learn from Saul. He saw the good traits of Saul. He saw the bad traits of Saul. He learned what to do, not to do. And when his time was come, he was ready to lead. There's been season in my life where I'm like, God, what, what, what circus am I in? Like, what am I dealing with? What, what and, and I'm like, God, it seems all bad around me. But God said, learn. Learn. Because one day, you might be in that position. And if you're not preparing, you're going to crumble. But we look at the promise that we have not obtained yet and we curse it because we don't want to learn the lessons. See, when, when, when David was around Saul, the, the giant went down, he, he was an official of, you know, of the armies. And, and you know, when Saul did something bad, he's like, David was like, oh, okay, I see that. When, something, when Saul did something good, oh, I can learn from that. Maybe you're in that job to learn for the promise that God has for you later on. Maybe the position that you want won't be the position you get for another 10 years. So are you going to stay stagnant or are you going to learn? Because God is growing us. He's building us each and every day. Maybe you need to be a spectator before you be an obtainer. Maybe you got to be looking and learning, getting into his word, fasting, praying. Maybe you got to learn from this season before you obtain the season. But in the culture we live in, it's like, get it now, get it now, get it now. You, maybe you can't handle it now. Maybe God has this huge plan for you. Maybe God has this huge vision for your life. But maybe at this season that you're in, you can't handle it now. Learn. Learn about yourself. First, put the mirror around and look at yourself. I don't have it all together. I am jacked up. God, what can you do through me? How can I learn through me? And then put the mirrors to other. Okay, how can I learn through people? Because God put people in our position, in our, in our way, for us to learn more about who he is and, and stuff about us. And then you look at that. Maybe that boss that you hate, maybe you need to learn from. Maybe that boss is a part of your story. And you're cursing your, even your blessing. We got to open our ears and, and, and just hear what God is doing. People, here's the thing. Saul was in position. David was anointed. See, people will pass you in the midst of your stop. People will pass along. They'll grow more than you in the midst of your stop. 
I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm being as real as possible to you. When, when, when God is telling you to pause, there are gonna be people passing you along and probably getting better than who, where you are in that position. And you're gonna be frustrated. God, what, what are you doing? Like, I know this person. They, they were a college student and now they're this. And I, why, why don't I have that position? I've been here 15 years. I did my dues. People will pass you, but when you have faith in God and knowing that he's orchestrating your steps, orchestrating your story, and you know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, that God is working out my story, that I can be in the midst of the wait and prep there and not be disappointed because I know that God has my back. Do not fall in the lie of comparison. They're better than me, or they have more than me. You're, you're blocking yourself. What well, God has you come with an open heart saying, God, whatever you need from me, I'm going to be faithful. I might not lock it all the time. I'm not saying go over there and fake it till you make it. That's the biggest lie ever. No, you're faithful until you make it. Faithful until you make it. God, if, I'm not, if I don't have that position yet, maybe the position is not for me at this moment, but I'm going to do all I can in this season to be faithful, not even to get the position, just to be faithful to you. And I know you have my back. Is the season of preparation. And last is preparation is a must to walk into the promise that God has for you. Without preparation, we have no right to obtain the promise. Without preparation, we have no right to obtain the promise. See, we see multiple times in the Bible where preparation was needed before they obtained the promise. How about the walls of Jericho? God said, the city is yours, but first you got to walk around it. How lame is that? Like, God, can you give me something else? You know, like leg day, you know, kind of, it's hurting. But he said, no, no, you got to prep the grounds. You got to walk the grounds, prayer. Fasting, pray around, and then blow the horn. And then what happened? Before they obtained the city, what they had to do? Walk around the city. They had to prep. How about this Moses? Raise your staff before the sea is split. Prep yourself. How about this Elijah? Set up a sacrifice. Pour some water on it. I'm sending fire. Okay, God. Okay, I get the sacrifice. Water, a little weird. Um, I'm going to do it. He said it. He prepped it. He didn't, he didn't deny what God was doing. He prepped it, even though he didn't understand it. And guess what? God sent the fire, and the prophets of Baal were killed. Because we have to prep before we obtain. That's the process. There is always a prepping before the obtaining. Why would we think it's different? You didn't pass that test in school, dummy, because you didn't study. It's not because God's not faithful. I did it so many times in college. The night before a test, I fasted. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I'm like, all of it. God, you know, like in my prayer room, God. I didn't even open a book. And I went to the test. I'm like, okay, God. And there's a meme there. There's like this kid like opening a book, and he's like, all the knowledge coming towards me. You know, I'm like, God, I prayed, I fasted, and I failed it. And what do we do? God, you're not good. You said you would be with me from the good times and the bad times. That fate, uh, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, but not stupidity. 
we have to prepare to obtain. You have no right to say, God, I want to walk into the promise without you putting any preparation into it. It doesn't work that way. You, the prepping always starts the process. So in the time of prepping, it is not wasted time. That's where we learn. The Proverbs chapter 24, verse 27 says it like this as I end. It says, prepare your work on the outside. Get everything ready for, you, for yourself in the field. And after that, build the house. Build out. There, there are seasons in our life where there's there seasons in our life where God is going to accelerate some things in your life. He said, hey, walk into the season right away. But then there's other seasons in our life where he says, hey, hey, I give you this promise. Let's take a little step at a time and prep some things in your life. There might be some, there might be some things that you don't even know you're dealing with that you need to get out of your life. And you can't even obtain the promise with that thing in your life. You have to prep some things before you obtain what God has for you in this season and in this motion that God has for us, let us not stay, let us not grow weary in doing good. Let us continue to do what God has told us. Let us get fasting. Just because we're doing 21 days of fasting doesn't mean you only can do it in January. Hey, do one in, in March. Do one in, in, in August. Because it doesn't matter about a time period. It's not about our, about our heart. See, David did some dumb things in his life. If you keep on reading the life of David, I mean some dumb things. But he was still called a man after God's own heart. Why? Because I truly believe that his reliance wasn't on himself. It was on God. So he got, if I'm in this season, I'm going to be the best version of me. I'm going to be as faithful as I can. And if I don't obtain the next season, guess what? I'm still going to be faithful. Because I know that you're working all things for my good. David was 15 when he was anointed king from the sheep. 15. He was 19 when he fought Goliath. He was 30 when he became king. 15. You're going to be the king. 19. Giant Rose was ready for battle. 30. Now you can walk it in. I would have been done at 19. <laughs> said here you're ready but David in the middle of the stop he was prepping for the blessing to come he was prepping for the battle he was trusting the process all the way through he prepped to obtain the what God had for him and the preparation we do now is going to set us set us up for the success of later what you're doing now is not wasted time it's prepping time it's prepping time Whatever it is you need in this season. If you're going through financial situations, prep now. Prep now. If you want to take it practical, save now. Pay that bill off now. Do this. Do whatever you can for the blessing to come. But what do we do? Give me my blessing! God, I'm here. Where it is? That's Monday. Tuesday's like, God, where's my blessing? Wednesday's like, okay, God, um, did I miss it here? Thursday's like, no, we, we have to understand that the faithfulness of today, 
is setting us up. It's just a setup for what God has for us. We can't expect all these blessings to come without us putting some work into it. It's all about the prep. Here I am. I think they're singing that song. Whatever door God has for you that is open in the prep season, we got to do with all the passion that we have. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3 says it like this. Write down the vision. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It has not end, and it will not lie. If it seems slow, what does it say? It doesn't say if it seems slow, go talk to that person. It doesn't say if it seems slow, put some money at it. It doesn't say if it seems slow, you, you know, you, you do whatever you, it says if it seems slow, wait for it. For surely it will come and it will not delay. What do you mean it won't delay? I'm waiting for it. Because it's not about your timing. It's about God's perfect timing in your life. Here at Axios, we got a vision. We know that the RP Funding Center is not the destination. We're praying for a building this year. We're praying for 10,000, 20,000 to give. We're not gonna be a hoarding church. There's hurting people out there. We wanna give. We wanna bring staff on. We wanna be a church. We want, there's so much vision, but what we're doing now as a church, as we're preparing as if we're running a thousand. We're preparing now as we're running 200. We're preparing now that we're, we have a million dollar in the bank so we can give it to people. We're preparing now for the blessing to come. And you get to be a part of that. You get to be a part of the story that is being written. But for us, we understand that it's just not gonna happen at times. There's gonna be seasons of the acceleration, but there's gonna be a season of wait and stop and being faithful in what God has for you now. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.